Intelligence is the ability to adapt to change. That's Stephen Hawking. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. So hello and welcome to the next series in my podcast, which is going to be about agility. So I've noticed, and I'm, I'm sure you have as well, that in the last few years there's been this increasing recognition in organisations that if they can become agile in the way they operate, they can gain all sorts of competitive advantage, which leads to growth and increased success. Um, when I say agile, I mean the ability to go to market faster or respond to changes in market conditions far more easily to make changes to any particular course of action or product or project, to be more fluid. And I think agile organisations have this fluidity of movement that recognises that they don't operate in isolation of what is going on around them and that what is going on around all of us is just changing faster and faster and faster. So... In the past, you know, planning or product launching or organisational design or projects or, or even roles or career paths, I think, had a rigidity to them. They had a, a, a set of guidelines where one was pretty certain that the, you know, those were going to stay constant and you could assume that a direction really could be set and that that direction would be maintained without any major adjustments over quite a long period of time. And I think that's true in an organisational sense, but I also think it's true in a personal sense, both in terms of our own personal work life and also you know, more broadly in life. So the Agile movement arose in, I think, response to that, in response that this time, this era had gone and had gone probably forever and so many organisations have adopted agile work practices. And now there is a, a whole body of work which uses processes and tools and techniques. They've got a whole lot of names like scrums and sprints and this and that to embed agility into everything that is undertaken in that organisation. And you, you might be a part of one of those organisations or maybe you're just someone who's come to your own conclusion that being agile is a skill set that you know is going to be essential really for your own future success. So I want to dedicate the next few episodes of my podcast to agility, not to the explanation of agile work practices. I'll leave that to others with much deeper knowledge of those than I have. But I want to dedicated, as is my want, to the mindsets and the behaviours that underpin agility and what it actually then takes to lead to role model and to encourage agility in others. 
as you build a culture. So many of you know, if you listen to my podcast regularly, that I believe that any sustainable change has got to start with a change in mindset. So you have to be agile before you can do agile. You might remember um, the be, do, have framework that I like to refer to that, you know, who you are, what you think, what you believe, what you value, which is kind of who you be, uh, will then convert into what you do and that will have you have certain results coming out of that. So being agile, unless you get that kind of shift, that real deep alignment on the mindset, it's the way of thinking, the lens through which you then see everything, whatever you then do on Agile is likely to struggle. And we certainly have been working closely with some organizations who've put in place the Agile processes and work practices, but have not really tackled the mindset side of it. And so therefore, find that people's natural behaviors, their natural patterns of thinking, kind of draw them back away from being agile. So what can you do if you want to be a more agile person yourself? And how can you support your organization's agile aspirations if they have them? Well, so my colleagues at Walking the Talk did some fantastic research, which, by the way, if any of you would like a copy of, just contact me on LinkedIn, and found out that there were certain critical mindsets that are required to really operate in an agile way. And I'm going to use the results of that research as the basis of this podcast series on agility. So the team spoke to a number of people in a number of different organizations who were doing Agile, some of them doing it really well, and some of them who were struggling. And we combined what they told us with everything that all of us know of Walking the Talk about mindsets, you know, those lenses through which each of us see the world. And we found out that there were four core mindsets which were essential. And I'll outline each of them very briefly here. And then what I intend to do is to dedicate one podcast episode to each uh, to round out the series. So the four are customer centricity, empowerment, collaboration, and experimentation. So customer centricity, because everything related to being agile is really anchored in a deep and active interaction between the customer, who is the intended recipient of whatever is being designed or produced or delivered, uh, and those in the organization who are in the process of, of, of building that. So agility is the absolute opposite of sitting in an ivory tower, building things, and then kind of announcing them to the world with big fanfare, because it's the interaction that occurs between the recipients and the initiators, sort of regularly and with deep curiosity on the part of the um, initiators, that then guides the action and shapes what is ultimately being delivered. So customer centric is a key element of that. And by customer, we can really mean anyone who is going to be the recipient of what it is you're doing. The second one is empowerment. And empowerment because agility has got no time 
for escalation all the way up the organization for decisions and then all the way back down again with instructions. So the empowered team, those who are in effect going to operate in an empowered way, need to learn the courage to make decisions themselves and the empowerers, the people who are delegating, if you like, that that power, have to learn to let go and let those people do just that. Collaboration is the third mindset because the problems that need to be solved are usually too complex for one person alone. And yet, of course, involving others can actually, with a, unless you've got that agile skill and the right mindset, can actually slow things down and make things the opposite of agile. And we often find our clients of ours talking about how you know, in an attempt to be one team and collaborative, they've just ended up being unbelievably bureaucratic. So collaboration, but collaboration with speed is a key element and a key uh, mindset for agility. And the last one is experimentation. And experimentation, because the nature of agility is the ability to pivot, to test, to try, to correct, to fail, to set a new course, to take everything in small sprints and never go too far down a path without adjusting and getting the feedback that you need from the outside and then taking a slightly different course. So that willingness to see it all as an experiment is a critical mindset. So we'll have a look at all four of these in the upcoming episodes, customer centricity, empowerment, collaboration, and experimentation. But in the last part of this one, I just want to outline for you some exercises that you might consider which relate to how you can bring more agility into what you do. So I think agile principles are the easiest to understand when they are related to some initiative, something you're pursuing, an outcome, an output, the creation of something new. And as you pursue this, you can do it in an agile or a non-agile way. So I suggest you just spend a few minutes considering what some of those things are that are on your plate right now. And they'll probably fit into two categories. You know, what is it that you or your team are building that is something new? You know, a new product or an offering or a new market or a new report or a new team. Something that didn't exist before. And the second question is, are you or your team setting to improve or change something that's been around for a while but isn't really delivering what you want? So you'll actually find it quite an interesting exercise to simply write down what those things are. I want to call them initiatives, but they may not even be sufficiently formed in your mind to be called an initiative. So I think the process of defining them in itself can be valuable because it helps you to realize that underpinning all of the noise and the drama and the demands that we all have in our daily lives, that you know there are going to be or, or there should be some important paths, some arrows which are pointed in a direction and where you want to be making progress over the next couple of months. So if I think about myself, you know, I was preparing this podcast, I'm going, okay, one of those paths for me at the moment is, is how do we build in my company a stronger team of salespeople who are able to go out and find people in the market who really want to use the great services we provide? 
And I've got another one which relates to lifting our profile in the US where we're not as strong as we are in Europe or in Latin America. And then I've got a third one which relates to lifting my profile as a public speaker to something that I love and I think I'm quite good at on culture and so on, which is my expertise. So even just those three streams of work, I guess, that, that, that are underlying you know, my, my life at the moment, if I list those and then you know, start to think about, and I'm going to do this as I go through this uh, podcast, building this podcast myself, is how can I take a more agile approach to each of those? So whether I'm operating in an organization that's got agile processes, such as sprints and scrums and spikes and design thinking and so on, but even if I'm not, you know, I can build those four mindsets of customer centricity, empowerment, collaboration, experimentation, and see how if I apply those to any of those paths, and you can do the same thing, that you're seeking to tread, you can do that and also involve others in that same type of thinking and find yourself able to be much more agile. So I'm really looking forward to going deeper into these topics with you in the next episodes. Thank you for joining me and I will see you next time.